0: And glory to God. Open up your Bibles to 1 Corinthians 9. We'll start there. Um, I was talking to, uh, me and Kim were talking actually even yesterday, and we were, you know, I was asking her, what is it that is memorable in our life? And in, in, in not just in our life together, but in our life, but more so in our life together. And the things that we remember the most are the times when God used us, are the, the times when God took us and helped somebody and made a difference in someone else's life, uh, when he used us to bring someone into our home, um, even when she didn't like it, that's still what she remembers. <laughs> and 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 there was a time or two I may have missed it, but they still came to our house, and God graced us to help them. And glory to God, they're doing better today because of it. Thank you, Lord. And, you know, God had us do a lot of things and and changed our lives when we committed our hearts to do the things that He wanted to do. And, and that and that was the thing. We were committed to do the things that He wanted us to do. I remember, and I, and I may have told this story even recently, the first time Kim came home and said, you want to go to a Bible study? And I said, absolutely not, thanks. And she goes, well, it's my boss doing it, so it might be good for us to go. And so I said, yep, we might want to go ahead and do that one. And you know... You know, I went to that Bible study, and the things of God, the gifts that were in me, got stirred up. And, and and as they stirred up in me, I began to run a race, and I began to get on fire for the things of God. And I came. home. I remember we used to come. I'd come home from Bible study with Rick, and I'd call him, and we'd talk about Bible study for another two hours. <laughs> Amen. And and then and then we'd go the next day, and we'd say, Hey, when can we do another Bible study? And we had five, we had Bible studies going almost every night. Because we got on fire about the Word of God. And we wanted people to know how good He We found out He was good. You know, a lot of people know God, but not nearly enough know how good He is. You know, I don't don't want to hear your story about how God kicked you in the teeth to teach you something. Because see, that's not knowing God and that's not the God we serve. And and I I could not run that race. (laughs) You know, I'm sorry, but that's just not me. You know, I, I serve a good God. You serve a good God. He's looking out for you. He's not looking to do things to you. Amen? Now, He will do things contrary to our flesh. Amen? And He will ask us to do things that, that our flesh has to endure. But our spirits are more than happy to do them, right, if they're renewed towards Him and if, they're, and if our hearts are committed to Him. And, and, and that's what I want to talk about today, a, a committed heart. Running the race. Uh, the, the title of the sermon is, In It to Win. How many people are in this to win? You're not, you're not just being a Christian. You're not just part of a church. You're part of a body of Christ that's, that's going out into the world and making a difference in people's lives. That, that's what we're about, right? That, that's what we're wanting to do. That's who we are. And that's, that's who we want to study to be. Amen. And when we hear the Word, that's exactly what it should do. It should stir us up not to believe for us, to believe for others. Yes, it should stir you up to believe for you. But there's very few stories in the Bible about people believing for themselves. Right? Right? God God gave us faith, absolutely, to believe His vision. He's got a huge vision. God's got world vision. And He's so confident in it that He's already paid the price for it. And and He's trying to get us stirred up about His vision and stirred up to run the race, to not quit, to not give up, to not let our flesh talk us into, into doing what we want, not to let anything hinder us, but to let everything push us, everything that He has, the love of God to push us and compel us to do the things that make a difference in this world. Amen? And that's who we want to be, right? And so we study, and we train, and we work. Why? To be these things. We put our flesh under, and we get up and we comb our hair, and we come to church. Why? Not just because it's our duty. Right? We're not here because it's our duty. You know, most of us, if we didn't come, nobody would even notice if we missed that much. I don't mean that wrong either. We would notice and feel horrible, by the way, if that offended anyone. (laughs) we would cry for at least three to four days and try to contact you six to seven times. <laughs> Boy, Dave, you're a real good pastor. Don't miss him if you come, huh? Ooh. Yeah, every now and then you shoot yourself in the foot, right? Keep that gun out of your hand. Glory to God. <laughs> yes, we would notice. <laughs> Hallelujah, we better get some word. 1 Corinthians 9. 1 Corinthians 9. 1 Corinthians 9, Paul talks in the earlier part of the chapter of how he has every right as an apostle and as a minister of the gospel to receive his living from the gospel. And that he has right for them to do things for him and take care of him. But at the same time he's asked for none of it. In fact is, he received nothing. In fact, and he said he said, in fact, I I did this so that I could say that I gave the gospel at no charge. And why was he saying it not so he could say it pridefully? He did call it a boast, but it wasn't for pride's sake. It was to say that that's not why I preach the gospel. I'm not doing it so that I can make money. It's not my way of, it's not a living for me. It's what I desire to do. I love God, therefore, I love people. Therefore, I serve God by serving people. Amen? I don't need them to supply my needs. I have a God that does that for me. Amen? So I can present this gospel free of charge. Paul was on fire. Paul was running the race and he was not going to quit. And he was unwilling for anything to hinder or cause another brother to stumble in any way where they might not be able to hear the gospel. Amen? He was not willing for anyone to be left behind. That's the love of God. What did he have? He had world vision. He had caught a hold of what Jesus had and and Jesus had given it to him and, and it's being passed on down the line now. He had God's vision of what was supposed to happen next. Amen? And what was supposed to happen is that every man, every woman was to hear the Gospel. Amen? And in verse 19 he said, Though I am free and belong to no man, I make myself a slave. I make myself. He didn't have to. He made a decision to become a servant to every man. Why? Because he loved them. Because he was going to use what God had put in him to serve people to draw them to Christ. He was going to do whatever it took to be the light that shined that 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 brought them in. Amen. He was not he was not going to sit back and wait for somebody else to do it. He and and he made he didn't have to do this. You know, a lot of people say oh, I gotta go to, you gotta go to church. You know, you have to read your Bible. You have, you know, he didn't have to do anything. He made Himself available to be that. He made Himself a servant to me. He made Himself a servant to you. He said, he said to the Jews, I became like a Jew to win the Jews. To those under the law, I became like one under the law, though I myself am not under the law, so as to win those under the law. What's He wanting to do? Win. Look at Paul's language. Paul's in it to win. He's not doing anything with a chance of failure. Right? He's going to become whatever it takes to win. Amen? To win who? To win you, to win me, to win whoever he can get to. Amen? He said to those under the law um, having where was I? To those not having the law became like one not having the law. Though I am not free, though I am not free from God's law, but, but I am under Christ's law so as to win those not having the law. To the weak, I became weak. To win the weak, I have become all things to all men, so that by all possible means I might save some. I do this for the sake of the gospel, that I may share in its blessing. Glory to God. He became all things to all men. Remember earlier, I believe it's in Romans, where he says, or maybe in Corinthians again, he said, if it causes someone to stumble because I eat meat, then I'm not going to eat meat. Whew! That was scary just to say that, wasn't it? What do you eat then? Sugar? (laughs) That's, That's the two basic food groups, isn't it? Meat and Sugar. said earlier in this book, he said, I'll not be a hindrance to the gospel in any way. Whatever it takes for the gospel to go forward, I'm going to make sure that happens. And the people that he surrounded himself with did those same things, right? They did stuff that you and me wouldn't want to do, right? (laughs) Look at Acts 16. We actually have time this service, so I'll let you look at it. Acts 16. Um, this is a person that he's talking about in Acts sixteen that he later wrote in Philippians two nineteen that there's no one else like him that has my has my same heart. He's talking about Timothy. Well, in, in Acts sixteen, in verse one, let's check out Timothy's heart. Let's see if he's committed. Let's check out old Timothy. 16.1 he came to Derby and then to Lystra where the disciple named Timothy lived whose mother was a Jewess and a believer but whose father was a Greek and the brothers at Lystra and Iconium spoke well of him. Did you see me say those big words like that? Huh? All right. Come on, give me some props. Paul wanted to take them along take him along on the journey. Paul wanted to take Timothy along on the journey to the Jews. So he circumcised him. Good. Hey. hey, hey, hey! Now Timothy, you know, he's saying, Paul's saying, "Hey Timothy, you want to go minister with me?" And Timothy goes, "Minister with Paul? Yeah. Guess what? Whoa! <laughs> to the Jew, he became a Jew. <laughs> Glory to God! Now, is that commitment?" I think Timothy got committed. <laughs> Glory to God. I mean, now, we're talking about people here that, you know, you say, oh, I can't even go to a church that don't believe like me. Timothy, although he wasn't a Jew, went ahead and made himself a Jew so he could minister to people. Right? Right? And I I get people saying, well, do you know of a church like yours in my area? Because I don't know where to go. I can't find a church. Maybe because you're looking for a church like ours in your area. Well, does it say in the Bible to go to church where everybody believes like you? (laughs) We need to go to church where God says go to church. Okay, I thank God that I went to a church that didn't believe like me. Because some of the things I didn't know were at that church. I learned about the grace and mercy of God in that church. Amen. And I thank God every day that I made connections in that church. Because God said, go to that church. I didn't need to look for a church that believed like me. And one time somebody came up to me and they said, well, they just don't believe like we do. And God said, yes, they do. They believe everything you do, they just don't believe as much. Huh? Not believing something is not believing. They believed everything I believed, just not as much. They believed that it took the blood of Jesus and confession of Jesus as Lord and believed that God raised Him from the dead to be saved, and they believed you had to be saved, and they believed in baptism, and they believed in lots of things that we believed in, and they were my brothers, and they were my sisters, and I love them, and I love them today, amen, and don't get mad at me, go to church where God says go to church, because the other thing I got to do was I got to minister the goodness of God to people that didn't know it. Glory to God. What an honor to step inside a church where people didn't understand how good He was and you show them a Scripture and you're like, hey, you mean God wants me well? Yeah. I'll take it. Hey, God doesn't want me to have problems every day of my life? Yeah. Well, I'll take it. I mean, people, that it's not that they want to believe junk. It's all they've been taught. Right? People believe the world was flat until somebody proved them wrong. Right? They wouldn't even go too far because they thought they'd fall off the edge. Sometimes you just got to show them there's something different out there. Right? But people who care about people and are committed fully in their heart to God, that's who tells them. That's the people that get up out of their seats and go out into the world and do something besides sit and soak. You know what happens when you sit and soak? You get sour. Right? We don't have a bunch of sitter soakers in here because we'd all stink if we did and we wouldn't be able to be here. Amen? We ain't getting sour. We're going into the world. We're going to become all things to all people and we're going to run the race that God set out for us. Amen? Let's continue in this passage. this passage, Verse 24. Paul, after he's saying that I become all things to all people. And then he starts talking about running. What now what's that got to do with becoming all things to all people? Because it's gonna take work. Ask Timothy. You gotta be prepared for it when somebody says, Hey, hey, I know you're pretty well grown, but it's time to get circumcised. You you gotta be committed. Amen? It's time yeah, but I tell you what. Look at what Paul said later. Let's just flip over there. We don't want to skip that. Philippians 2. Look at what Paul said later about Timothy. These are the kind of people you surround yourself with. Why? Because they're they're on fire too. Amen? When you're on fire, you don't want to go walk around water. (laughs) You don't want a bunch of wet noodles, a bunch of wet people around you trying to put you out. Oh, but oh, be careful with that brother. They might not, that might offend them. You don't want to go in there with that, oh, God wants you prosperous and well all the time stuff. You'll offend somebody. My mom said it best somebody needs to be offended, or somebody's going to hell. Amen. Glory to God. Committed people, that's who we want to surround ourselves with. That is why you like to go to church where you got people believing with you. But if ain't nobody there that believes with you, show them what you believe. Don't push it on them. They'll run. Don't get so spiritual, they'll say, there's a weirdo going to our church. <laughs> Amen? Yeah. Philippians 2.19 says, I hope in the Lord to send Timothy to you soon that I also may be cheered when I receive news about you. I have no one else like him who takes a genuine interest in your welfare. That's just another way of saying I have no one that trains and runs as hard as Timothy. i got no one else that will follow me and, and, and push me and, and go with me wherever I say. There's no one else like that. Do you know anyone else that just wants to be circumcised tomorrow so that they can go see the Jews? No, i got no one else like Timothy. Why? Because he's got my heart. He's got the same heart that God put in me. He's got a heart for people. Amen? And, and He's unwilling to see people to go to hell. And He cares about you. Amen? He cares about your welfare. He takes a genuine interest. Not just, not just goes because He's told. He cares. Anybody can go. The people who make a difference care. Right? Right? You ever done anything half-hearted? You made very little difference, did you? I remember one time... I probably told this story before, but mom said, Go mow the yard. And I hated mowing, and I still don't like mowing. But I had something else to do. And, so, and, and it was like really the dry part of summer, you know, where when your yard grows, you get a weed here and a weed there. And so I went and took the mower and tried to mow down just the weeds. <laughs> and man, did that make her hot. Because that was a really half hearted effort. And it accomplished, and it didn't help, it made things worse. Half hearted efforts will make things worse. Amen. Fully committed people make things better. They, they make a difference everywhere they go. Fully committed people. Hallelujah. Timothy cared about their welfare for everyone. Then he even said, he said, for everyone looks out for their own interests. Not those of Jesus Christ. Who's, Timothy's in, who's Timothy interested in? What, what's his interest? The things of Christ. That, that's what made him usable to Paul. That's what made him usable to God. That's what makes us usable to God. Our desire and our unwillingness to, to be mediocre is what causes God to say, I'll use Him. And everybody says, Who, Dave? <laughs> You can't use Dave. I knew him when he was in high school. He cussed like a sailor and drank like three. And he was stupid. But he could use me. Glory to God. Because somebody else cared about my welfare. Somebody else refused to quit on me. Somebody else refused to quit their race and run it and I was in their race. I was I was one of their stops along the way, and somebody cared enough not to quit. Do we care enough not to quit? Because that's what you gotta do. You gotta have the love of God in you so big that you refuse to quit at any cost. It doesn't matter if you gotta get circumcised to go to the Jews. <laughs> I'm not getting any hands on that one, am I? <laughs> I don't know that mine's going up today either, glory to God. (laughs) I'm going to believe, God, that uh, that brother took care of that for us. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. (laughs) Verse 21, For everyone looks out for his own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. But you know that Timothy has proved himself, because as a son, his father, he proved himself. You know how he proved himself, amen? Glory to God. Timothy... Had a heart for God. Glory to God. Where did I tell you? Where were we before we turned from there? Huh? Acts 6. No, okay, we're done with it. We're done in Acts. Go back to 1 Corinthians 9. Glory to God. Becoming all things to all people so that we by all means might win some. One of the ways we must do this is we've got to remember who we are and why we are who we are. Amen? Remember how you got to where you got. Remember when you were on fire for the things of God. Don't let yourself get back to shrink back in the things of God. Remember when He used you and you got excited. Remember the first time you saw that verse and, 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 it, and, and it was illuminated. Remember those things. And remember how much you desire others to have that same experience every day of your life. And you will stay stirred up. Right? Too many Christians happen to stir themselves up. Oh, but brother, you just don't know what's going on in my life. I got this, and my family said this, and I got no money, and the devil's this, and the demons are that, and blah, blah, blah. You need to serve God just to quit thinking about yourself. Right? How do I know? I was well-practiced at what I just did, wasn't I? You didn't see me having any problems whining, did you? It's easy to be a whiner. Every one of us have been one. It's also okay not to be one. Amen? It's okay to get so much into the things of God that you lose yourself. You completely lose your, your ways. You completely lose who you were. And you become His his vessel, for His use. Every morning when you wake up, you're, you're there for Him. God, what can I do for you today? Amen? And in doing so, we become that person who will not give up, who will become all things to all people. And God says, go here. And you say, well, they don't like me, but you'll give me favor, right? And so you go. Why? Because you believe you can become all things to all people. You can help. You believe that in you He's put the ability to help anyone at any time, and it gives you the grace to go out and do those things which glorify God. Every day, using your faith for others. Amen? Isn't it an honor when somebody comes up and says, hey, you prayed with me, guess what? This, this, and this happened right after you left. You're like, glory to God. And you're thinking, He used me. He used me. Glory to God. Why? Because I was running. You know who He doesn't use? People who aren't training. Right? If you're fat and lazy and sitting on the couch and you're not ready to go, guess what? I'm not going to play football today. You know why? Because I couldn't make it through three or four plays. I'm not in shape. Right? We don't ever want to get out of shape in the gospel. Glory to God. God's got a way to make everything good. He's got a way to to use you in every situation. We just need to be ready. Amen? So what would Paul go on and talk about? He talks about how you stay ready. Amen? How do I become all things to all people? In verse 24, he said, Don't you know? Don't you know that in a race, all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Then what what's he say? He says, Run to get the prize. He's like, this isn't rocket science. Everybody's running. Somebody's got to win. Who's going to be the winner? Me. Run like you want to win. Don't run like you like you don't care. That's how I run when I jog my mile. Some, <laughs> some days, some days I walk out. Kim's in the kitchen. I say, I'm going to run my mile, but you're not going to see me for a while. Because <laughs> this is not going to be a very heartfelt mile whatsoever but I am going to make it. That's not the people who win. The people who win go out and they have a goal to beat their time from the last time they ran. They've got a goal to get stronger every time. That's the people God wants to use. He wants to use the ones that are going out and they're training every day. They don't know what they're going to run into, but whatever it is, they're going to be ready. If I need to go two miles, then I've got two miles in me. If I need three, I'll get it amen because he's going to use those that are fully committed those are the people that are training every day amen are you training every day or are you are you merely in the word for you don't get me wrong the word is for you and it'll fix anything that's going on in your life absolutely <laughs> it will it will but it's there for so much more than that. If you get excited about it, it'll just fix you and you won't even remember what happened. You won't even know what was wrong. You'll be so busy helping other people that your problems slid away. Right? So so when we wake up in the morning, are we ready? Are we trained? Are we ready? Or Can God say, Dave, I need you. I need you. Come on, let's go. And you say, "Well, what are we doing, God?" Anybody ever said, "Will you do me a favor?" Was well, your immediate answer, "Yes"? Mine, mine is, "What would that be?" <laughs> hey, I'm still, I'm still a guy. Okay, I ain't perfect yet. On the other hand, there are certain people who can call me up and say, "Hey, got something for you to do," and I don't say, "Well, what is it?" Before I say whether I'll do it or not. Staff's all laughing over here. They know who I'm talking about. I got one phone that when it rings, I pick it up and I'm ready to go. Now, do I have to every now and then turn my back, kick the wall, say, hey, flesh, get under? Because guess what? You're getting ready to do this. This is what we're doing. This is God's will for the day. This is what He's got for you. You'll be in the right place at the right time. You'll be doing the right things. And every time I do, He puts me somewhere where I minister peace and love to somebody. Every time that I'll give in, and, and never let that flesh, not, never let it say, oh, just stay in bed. You don't need to jog today. Oh, oh, eat an extra three cookies. It'll be okay. <laughs> They don't really need you over there. They'll get somebody else to do it. That's your flesh. Your spirit's saying, oh, you're like Timothy. I get to go minister with Paul? I, get to go... I remember the first time, it's been years and years, it's not years and years, but several years ago, that they called me and said, hey, Brother Moore, I need you to go on a trip. I'm like, oh, I should be just that excited today. Why was I so excited then? Because I had world vision. I believed that everything we did had had had, had eternal value and, and eternal consequences. And that I didn't want to miss one thing. And somehow you grow up a little bit and you say, well, you know, that wasn't so great, so they could probably do that without me. You know, I didn't really do anything except stand there. That is a sissy talking, man. I'm telling you. That is not a runner. That is not someone who's trained. That's a Dave. (laughs) And Dave doesn't get a choice. Dave absolutely gets no choice in what Dave does. If he did, he wouldn't be here right now. And I'm not talking about peer preaching. I'm talking about I'd have never made it to preaching. I'd have sissied out years ago. They, they, shoot, God's, God will ask you to do something today that your flesh don't want to do. Does that mean it's time to say, oh, that can't be God. God would never ask me something that's so contrary to me. He'll ask you to get circumcised to go see the Jews. That's really contrary. i got to be honest with you. Amen? Run in such a way to get the prize. That's what Paul said. He said, "Don't, don't, don't just run. Run to win." That's how we want to wake up. That's the attitude we want to have every time we walk out the door. I'm a child of the Most High God. I have the Holy Ghost in me. I have the grace of God in my life, and if I'm on my feet. The devil better watch out. If I'm moving, he better get out of the way because I am the. I am the righteousness of God in Christ and I can do all things and I'm well trained and I'm well able to take whatever God says take i got no problems get out of my way glory to God that's who we are when our feet hit the ground He ought to start shaking because somebody's getting ready to know that God's good somebody's getting ready to get saved healing's getting ready to happen differences are going to be made and lives are going to be changed Amen? We're running this thing to win. We're not running this thing for our health. We're running it because we're healthy. Amen? Amen? I'm not doing this so I'll get paid. Are you? We're doing it because we love God. And we see His vision. And we've got His love in us. And every time we see a situation and our flesh says, stay out, stay out, stay out, stay out. And the love of God says, get in, get in, get in, get in. And all of a sudden, you see that love start leading you. Next thing you know, you're next to Him and you're saying, what can I do for you, brother? What can I do? What's been going on with you? And He gives you the grace to do it. Amen? Why? He's looking to. He's looking for somebody that's looking for Him. Right? 2 Chronicles 16.9, right? Isn't that what it says? The eyes of the Lord range true and fro throughout the earth. Looking for who? Those people that are laying down and thinking about eating Oreos. Those, Those people who don't care about anybody but themselves. He's looking for those people that are in such sad shape that He's got to help them. No, He's looking for people whose hearts are fully committed to Him so He can show Himself strong. Why? Because that's the grace of God. That's the grace of God. He takes somebody whose heart is right and then He puts His ability in them and they can do all things through Christ who strengthens them. Amen? He puts His ability and says, now go and do what I've got for you to do. Amen? Guess what? I can't preach but the grace of God in my life sure can. I love it when I get up here and and I had none of this planned and and now it's all here. Why? Because it's Him. It's through His strength. It's through His grace. When I'll fully commit my heart and yield to Him and I'll exercise and I'll train to do the work of the Lord, to do the work of the ministry, and then He uses me, and I'm like, wow, God used me? And then somebody comes up and says, God, don't use me. I'm like, good news, He used me, so He'll for sure use you. Amen? Amen? Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. Run in such a way to win. Verse 25, Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that won't last. Now he's talking about people in the world that are training for no reason. There's no value in what they're going to get. Guess what? If you get a gold medal, it'll burn up. It'll mean nothing. Right? But he's saying, I don't train for that reason. He said, we train to get a crown that will last forever. What's that crown? You know, I was thinking about it. When you get to heaven, every person that you ever ministered to is going to come up to you. And every person that they ministered to because you ministered to them is going to come up to you. Hello. And every person that they ministered to that they ministered to that they ministered to is going to come up to you. How eternal are the things of God. They, they have no end. Your line doesn't end unless you do nothing. That's right. That's right. If we run to win, we will win. Right? If we, if we, if we uh, train to win... We will win. Right? But we got to be willing to train. Amen? we got to be willing to do just what Paul said. He said, therefore, I don't run like a man running aimlessly. What's he saying? I run like somebody with purpose. i got a goal. Got, I'm working out for a reason. I'm not reading the Word just so I can show people how much I know. I'm reading the Word so I can help somebody. I'm filling myself up with the love of God so I can be who I'm supposed to be in every situation that I'm supposed to be. Glory to God. He said, I don't fight like a man beating there. What's he saying? I'm getting ready to fight and I'm not just doing it to whip the air. The devil better get out of my way. Amen? He said, no, I beat my body. What's he saying? I make my flesh do what I want to do. My flesh doesn't make me do what it wants to do. When my flesh says it's nap time, I say it's go time. Right? When my flesh says, oh, don't jog today, I jog. In the Spirit. <laughs> we're, not, we're not talking about all this... Phys- Bodily exercise, profit, little. That's a different sermon, but I like the verse. (laughs) Glory to God. I'm not just putting all this Word in me so that in case I have a problem, I'll have the Word to get me out of it. I I don't want a spiritual medicine cabinet in my house. I want the Word in me for others. The Word makes you well. Put it in you and be. Right, isn't that what it says? Listen to my words; they're life and health. Yes. Right to those who find them, put the word in and be. There you go. Glory to God. Right, I, we don't we don't need a spiritual merit medicine cabinet. We want to be a walking medicine cabinet. Right, and people say, "Well, what do you need? Right? I got it right there." Uh, what, do you, what do you need? yep got a spiritual bandage right there. Oh yeah, I got the oil and the wine. what what do you need? what well, I got it. Why? because I'm trained, I'm built up, I'm ready to go. I'm not weak. I'm strong and I'm ready to do what God has for me to do. And glory to God this is this is who we want to be. This is the vision we got to keep. These are the things we want to do. This is how we want to run. look look at second Timothy. The verses that Brother Moore's been in so much lately. Glory to God. Let's look at verse, just start in verse 3. Put it up in the King James. 2 Timothy 2, verse 3. Endure hardship with us. How about the King James now? Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier see, sometimes people just overlook some words, but there's a difference between a soldier and a good soldier. A soldier might whine about the conditions. A soldier might be upset that his feet hurt. He might not like his station in life. He might not like his orders. He might not like his boss. He might not like lots of things. But a good soldier doesn't let any of these things move him. A good soldier has a mission and it was given to him by his commander. And his job is to please that commander and carry out the vision that was given to him. Amen? And a good soldier is not somebody that has to do it. He's somebody that gets to do it. Glory to God. If you look at some of those old tapes of these guys in World War II, they were there because they wanted, they volunteered to be there. Glory to God. Put me out there where they're shooting bullets at me all day and then i got a chance of dying every other minute. That's a volunteer. He didn't do it for pay. He did it because he loved his country. How much more should we love God? If somebody will volunteer for love of country, how much more should we volunteer for love of God? And a good soldier, hardness doesn't even bother him. Hardness? What do you mean hardness? We didn't go through any hardness. What about that snowstorm? No, we made it just fine through that. What about that? Oh, did you hear? We won. That's all that mattered to them. A, to win. They don't care about what happened in between. They'll endure all the hardness it takes to win a victory for you. Right? They're not just fighting for them. A good soldier's fighting for others. Remember who he wrote this to? Timothy. <laughs> Timothy endured some hardness, I think. Glory to God. And he was a good soldier. He was somebody who said, I'll do whatever it takes. I'll be whoever I need to be. I'll go wherever I need to go. I'll be the hands and feet of Jesus. I'll help you, Paul. Tell me where to go. Tell me what to do. I got your heart on this, Paul. I know what you're thinking. I know how you're thinking it. I got your back. By the grace of God, I can go and do these things and be a help. Just what Paul called him. No one else like him. I got no one else like him. That's what I want Jesus to say about me. Huh? Is that what you want? I got no one else like him. I got no one else like Dave. He he sees my vision. He sees the vision I put in my son Jesus, and he's carrying it out. Do you guys want to be that person? I, I, I I got no one else. I got no one else like Dr. Ray. I got no one else like Jim. I got no one else like them. And he could say it two billion times, and we'd all just be happy that he mentioned our name, right? Glory to God. And what's he saying? He's saying, I don't got anybody that trains like this. I don't have anybody else that I can call on. That every time I call on them, they're prepared, they're ready, they're strong. That they're not—they don't have—they don't have too many problems in their own life, right? They're—they're just like Jesus. When Jesus woke up, he was ready, right? Maybe you can write a new chapter in the in the New Testament there, in the four Gospels, where Jesus woke up one day and he said, "Boys, you're really getting on my nerves." Can't cast out a devil. Can't save a little kid. Can't help his dad. Follow me around. Say things that don't work. Do things that ought not. I need some me time, boys. I need a me day. I need a me, my, me day. You guys are going to have to leave me alone. I need some people to serve me. I need, I need some stuff coming to me. I need somebody to talk good about me. i got to have somebody build me up. You know, because I'm just having a little rough time right now. No, you never heard Jesus say that. And people say, well, yeah, but He was Jesus, Brother David. No, He was a man. He became fully man. If He didn't, then it didn't work what He did. If He did it as God, it doesn't work for you. He did it as a man, and He was tempted in every way. Yet, He didn't do what we do and quit. And saying and say oh God it's just too hard <laughs> you asking too much of me I just can't do it you want me to minister and you want me to I gotta work and I nobody cares <laughs> shut up well, Tell yourself to shut up I've done it it works you'll you'll shut up. Has anybody ever told themselves to shut up in here? Do it, it works. <laughs> I love you guys. You're so easy to preach to. Glory to God. Endure hardness as a as a as a good soldier. The way a good soldier would. A good soldier doesn't get involved in civilian affairs. What's he saying? He doesn't ask his flesh what he wants to do. He gets his orders, and he goes. He doesn't say, well, I broke my nail today. I don't think I can pick stuff up off the ground. We may have to wait on this. (laughs) I don't think you understand. I haven't seen my mom in two years. I can't do that again. They don't think about that. Their eyes are on the prize. Glory to God. And they're focused on the vision. And they're not quitting until that has come to pass. Nothing else around them matters. It doesn't matter how they feel that day. It doesn't matter who thinks bad about them because they weren't a good father, because they weren't home enough for their kids, and they weren't a good dad, and they, they didn't get their husband. You teach Bible study all the time. You're not even a good husband. When are you home? I had people tell me that. I said, "When I'm supposed to be." Right? God didn't promise me quantity of time; He promised me quality of time. That was a personal promise to me. Thanks. <laughs> just, just so you know, that's what God told me when I started doing all this. He said, "He said, don't, don't, don't think about the qu- the quantities that you're missing." He said, "I'll make it up in quality." And when me and Kim are together and me and Ramsey are together, we have the best time. I don't sit and just stare at something and don't talk to her and ignore her very often. (laughs) Unless the game gets really good. You know, we just have fun uh, enjoying each other's time. Too many people get in the same room and they're not even there together. Why? Because they're not doing what God told them to do. They're fat and lazy spiritually and they haven't done anything for God and they're unfulfilled and unsatisfied. Why? We're built to do things for God. Our Our spirits soar when we're on fire for God. When we're stirred up in our spirit, that's when we're at our best. We were built to excel in the things of God. We were not built to quit. We were built to go and go and go and last forever and win every time. That's what we were built to do. And when we don't let our flesh have a choice in that, guess what happens? We win. Every time. If we don't quit, we win. The end. That's the only sentence you ever need to know. If you don't quit, you win. If you don't quit, somebody else wins. If you refuse to... Don't, right? We'll get on the quitting thing again. Good soldiers... They just want to please their commanding officer. That's what they want. They're not going to get involved in this flesh stuff. They're going to do what they're told, why they're told to do it. Right? Look at this in the King James. Verse 4, 2 Timothy 2. No man that warreth entangle himself in the, in the affairs of this life. In other words, they don't think about what's going on in their own life. Right? They've got orders. Right? Why? Because they have to do what they're told, right? It's not what this says. It says that He may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. We're chosen by God to be soldiers in the army of the Lord. Chosen by God. That's an honor. That's not a duty. Amen? There's a lot better... What better thing could you be? What are you... I'm just a private in the army of God. (laughs) Huh? What do you do? I just mop floors in the army of God. I just weeded in the army of God. I'm chosen, you're chosen, to serve as a good soldier for the Most High God. That'll make you poke your chest out a little bit, won't it? Chosen to be a soldier in the army of the Lord, right? I reckon they're always in shape, unless you choose not to be chosen. Now, no, 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 no takers on that one here, is there? Glory to God. It, we're not made to do things; we make ourselves to do things, just like Paul said. I make myself a servant. Amen. That when God says I choose you, you say I make myself your servant. Why? He doesn't want people that He has to make do things. He wants people that want to do things. A willing heart. A committed heart. A fully committed life. Those are the people that train. Those are the people that run. Those are the people that do and make a difference everywhere they go. Everywhere they go. If they just walk in the door and and there's a bunch of fighting going on in the place and they walk in and all of a sudden peace happens. And people say... What were we fighting about before those people got there? you just got peace on you. They may go back to fighting the minute you leave. But while you were there, peace was there. Yes. Amen? Why? Because you were prepared. Right? Were you prepared? Did you plan on having peace everywhere you go? See, we got we have to want to be a difference in every place that we are. You won't just be a difference, you've got to want to be a difference. Amen? That's the people that train. Right? Because they want to be a difference. People that don't train don't care. They just want their groceries. People that do train are looking for somebody to pay for their groceries for. Right? I mean, we, we walk through the grocery stores. We walk through the, wherever we go. Lord, just show me somebody to bless. Just show me somebody to minister to. Just show me somebody to build up. Glory to God. That's what Christians are supposed to do. Amen? Glory to God. Verse 5, similarly. That's a, that's a big word a tongue twister. If anyone competes as an athlete, he does not receive the victor's crown unless he does it according to the rules. God's looking for people that will do it right. God's looking for people that, that it won't bend things, that won't twist things to their own to their own way of thinking. <laughs> you ever heard from God because that's what you wanted to do? That's not according to the rules. Right? I've done it. I've done it. Oh, I just know this is what God wants me to do. Why? Because I want to do it. (laughs) People say, did you hear from God? Oh, sure, I heard from God. You didn't even listen to God. You wanted to do it. If God told you no, I want you to go over here. And you say, oh, that can't be God. Get thee behind me, Satan. God would never ask me to do that. Those people are ooky. God will ask you to work in children's if you don't like them. God will keep you in a, in a job because your boss is cantankerous. Won't He? Yeah. And He'll make you pray for them until you love them. And then before you leave, you'll be their best friend. He's a good God and He cares about people. He cares that we run our race to win. He cares that we don't quit. He cares that we press into the things of God and that we refuse to let off at any time. We do what Paul says and we don't think about what happened in the past. We we press forward to attain the goal of the high call, right? The prize of the high call of God in our lives we don't quit pressing at any time we're pressing in we're pushing in we're 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 exercised we're trained we got the word in us at all times we don't you know when people say well i missed my chapter today i just didn't have time you know what i've missed my chapter and said the very same thing and god says liar <laughs> i was talking about me guys come on <laughs> I repented. I'm okay. Still going to heaven, saved and all that. Able to preach right up here. Just shows you God can use a donkey or me. <laughs> Glory to God. He wants a people that will press, that will, that will, that will never give in. Let's close at Hebrews 12. He wants someone who will look to the right things, that'll keep their focus in every way, that they'll never get off of the things of God, but they'll always have their eyes focused on his ways, his will, his best. They'll never say, I need a me day. Anybody in here ever needed a me day? You you probably thought you did. And probably had a bunch of well-meaning people said, you really do. You've been working so hard. You need some me time. You just need, poor Dave, you need people to just leave you alone, doggone it. I am so tired for you. You need to get away from that person and away from you really quick. There's no me days and there's no me times. There's God days and God times and people times and good times. Yeah. Glory, to Glory to God. Hebrews 11 or 12. Verse 12. No. Verse 1. Hebrews 12, verse 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off. Everything that hinders, anything that's keeping you from serving God to your full capacity, find it, get rid of it. Amen. It's hindering you, and it's hindering other people from being free. That's right. I don't want to stop anybody from being free. Do you? Do you remember when you were bound up? Was that nice? Is there? Do you have any fond memories of being bound up? No but you got some real good memories of being made free. Amen. Amen. If it's hindering you from running your race, if it's hindering you in any way from running your race to the full, get it out. Now I ain't talking about your job either people. <laughs> yeah. Somebody looking for a reason to quit. <laughs> Throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily besets. Don't don't be willing to let the enemy have one inch in your life. Talk you into one thing that's wrong. Don't give him one day, one minute. When you start thinking about me, then you know you're thinking the wrong way. And, And you know I hear people out there saying, well, brother, you just don't understand what all I do. It's the Word. There's nowhere where you can find that Jesus needed the me day. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mom. I know, you got to be with the kids every day. You're tired of talking like, oh, don't do this like that. You're t- <laughs> you talk like a five-year-old every day now, don't you? Because you've been with them so much. Get with God. Have some God time. Don't get the me time. Get the God time. Don't get into, don't get into anything selfish. If it's selfish, it's not God. And so if it starts with me, I... No. Right? Right? What's that song? I want to think about me. You want to think about my? Yeah. No, don't sing that song. When you hear that song, turn it off. (laughs) Glory to God! And let us run. Let us run. Let us run. Let us run with patience, with perseverance, with. an intent to win with an intent to train to win let us run with every intention of of coming out on the other side better and better for others let us run our race the one marked out for us it says it doesn't say let dave run the race marked out for him it says let us run our race everybody in here has a race You've got a course that's already marked out for you. You don't get to decide where you go. God already has decided. And He's marked out a course for you. And it's a good course. It's a good plan. It'll prosper you. It won't harm you. It'll do good things in your life. And better yet, it'll pass by others. You'll be the laborer into the path. Amen? You'll be the one that walks through the fire but's not burned. You'll be the one that goes through the flood but you're never overtaken. Why? That's where your path goes. But, but why aren't you? Because I'm well trained. It doesn't matter if there's fire there. I'm trained against fire. It doesn't matter if there's a flood. I'm a strong swimmer. I got the grace of God on my life and I can do all things through Christ and I will be in my path on the job, doing the things that God has for me to do, without fail, I'll run my race. The one marked out for me. I'll fix my eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of my faith. He's the one that started this thing. The good work He began in me, He will finish. He will bring it to completion. Glory to God. How? Because I'm going to keep running. I'm going to start the race He gave me. I'm going to finish the race. Why? Because He said I would. He's the author of it. He's the perfecter of it. I can run my course. I can do the things that God's called me to do. And I will be the man that God called me to be. Glory to God. And if I start getting tired, I'll think, ooh, look what Jesus did. He stepped down out of glory. Stripped off His Godship and became like me so that He might save me. And I'm going to consider Him who endured the cross for the joy because He was thinking about Dave. And He said, I'm going to endure this because Dave's going to get saved someday because I did this. And He thought of you. And He thought of you. And He thought of all of us. And He said, I'll endure it. I'll endure it. And He endured it for the joy, not for the pain, not... no. Not so that they could say, oh, look at Jesus, look at Jesus. No, because He loved you, because He loved me. He did it for love. He did it for us. And we can do it for one another and for others who don't know it. Glory to God. We'll keep our eyes on the prize. We'll we'll focus. Will we do it? Can we do it? Will we refuse not to do it? Stand to your feet. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Thank you Father. Thank you Lord. Just praise him. Thank you for you are so encouraging. You are our life, you are our breath, you are our everything. We thank you. We thank you. We give glory to you Lord. We see your vision, we have your love. Thank you Father. Thank You, Father. Thank You, Father. Raise your hands. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. If you were discouraged in here before you came in, praise Him. You got your answers today. Praise Him praise Him because you're not going to quit. You're going to go on and you're going to be a thorn in the devil's side. He's tried to be a thorn in yours. It didn't work. You've overcome and now you're going to finish your course. You're going to run your race. You're going to do the things that God's called you to do. You're not going to leave your post. You're not going to leave what you were supposed to do. You're not going to quit. You're going to overcome and you're going to succeed. Glory to God. Raise your hands and thank Him. Thank Him. Thank you, thank, you, thank you, Lord. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. Praise You, Lord. Praise You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. You got a song? And I'll say yes, Lord, yes To Your will and to Your way I'll say yes, Lord, yes Trust you and obey When your spirit speaks to me